Hey, I'm Arielle. And I'm Melina. And you're listening to the AM and the PM podcast. The podcast where we talk about everything. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to AM and the PM podcast. This is Melina. This is Arielle. How and are you today, doing? Yeah, today we're super excited to be talking about some really cool new content. Today we're going to be talking yes. about um ant-man which we actually saw together because we were together we this past <laughs> week which is exciting um and then we're gonna be talking a little bit about outer banks the new season mm. of outer banks and we're gonna have like we're gonna talk about ant-man talk about it spoiler free and then like a spoiler section and then we'll do the same with outer banks so if you mm. haven't watched either of them there will still be a section that you can listen to or if you don't care i guess listen to it as well but right it doesn't matter yeah so i guess like let's just jump right in let's talk about ant-man right so okay. we saw it once i honestly kind of want to go see it again because i feel like so much happened and maybe mm-hmm. I should watch loki season one um which mm. if you haven't seen loki, loki season one and you also haven't seen ant-man you should probably watch loki season yeah one. but what were yeah. your like overall spoiler free thoughts Okay, honestly, I liked it. Despite I didn't understand the critiques of everyone being like, "This movie sucks and it's it's awful. It's one of the worst movies that have come out this yeah. phase." And I'm like, "No, I don't agree." I genuinely because I thought there was gonna be a point where I was like, "Wow, this really sucks," and I'm gonna be really bored. Yeah, if people are saying that, and then I watched and I was like, "This movie kept my attention the whole time." Yeah, like I didn't. I'm like, sure, there were moments where I was like, "Ah, oh, this was unnecessary," but I was like. Besides that, I thought it was great. The sure you could say the jokes were corny, but I like corny jokes. They were funny, and that's also like Ant-Man. like it fits. Yeah, I'm like, and some of the jokes. I mean, most of the jokes like landed. Like there wasn't like I can't even remember there if there was a joke that I was like that wasn't that funny. But I'm like, most of the jokes landed. Like Paul Rudd does great comedic delivery. Oh, that was great. That's basically been his career like all of his life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he's good at comedy. Like. And so I was just like, I didn't understand the critiques of like everyone thinking that it was awful and that it was like one of the worst movies of this phase because I don't agree. I think it was, I think it was good. I think the pacing was good. And I remember we talked about that in the car. Like, I feel like for what the movie was about, the pacing made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And Jonathan Majors, 10 out of 10. Incredible. Like, he has this just, we're talking about how he has this way of like portraying controlled anger, which is like mm-hmm. a really hard yes. thing to do. Because when you think of anger, I feel like a lot of the time you think of like explosive anger. Yes. And it actually kind of reminds like me. Like reactive. Mm-hmm. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the conversations we've been having about like feminine rage. Mm-hmm. Um, like and what it truly is versus how it's portrayed in media. And it's it's giving a little like feminine rage. Like the way. Yeah. That, which maybe is why I'm kind of like, I like. yeah because it's like he kind of does a balance of both Mm. like he can absolutely contain his anger while then also like freely expressing it at the same time um like there are moments where like I was kind of like wait does he think this is funny but I'm like no it's because he's actually really pissed off Mm -hmm. like it's like he was trying not to like explode like in the moment and I was like this is really Mm -hmm. good this is good and Kang is just a very interesting villain because it's like there's he there's like you're still kind of like I still don't know much about him but like he's scary you yeah. know like 
he's scary in a way that's like it's not like I'm trying to think of like the other villains it's not like Thanos I guess in a way Thanos was just very much like yeah I'm evil and he just like comes in and just like I am who I am mm-hmm. and it was just evil Kang is kind of like okay like can I can I trust him can I not trust him he's evil but somehow he's kind of making it look like he's not but like un- you have to like really listen to what he's saying yeah to really be like oh wait he's crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wait he's actually insane um mm-hmm. he just did that really well just kind of like king makes you uneasy that's what it is it's kind yeah. of like you don't know what he's gonna do because he could either be like really calm and you're just holding your breath waiting or he'll just and he'll just like not do anything or it's like he just immediately does something and you're like, whoa, okay, did not yeah. see that happening. I was saying this in the car. He kind of reminds me of the Joker, who is one of mm-hmm. my favorite villains. I think partially because of Heath Ledger and the way mm-hmm. that he acted the Joker in The Dark Knight. It's just so good. Yeah. Um, and like, there's this one line that he says that was like my Twitter bio when I was um, <laughs> when I was in high school for like the longest time. A I'm weak. It was... Um, I'm just a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. And for some reason, I've always just really liked mm-hmm. that line because it's just so interesting to see. I mean, I, I think King definitely has motives that we don't know about, but it, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see a villain that's like, there's a lot at stake, sure, but I mm-hmm. almost like, it's not that I don't care, but I kind of don't care. And that's kind yeah. of what it feels like um, with King. And it, it leaves, it builds like suspense where you're like, I really don't know what you're about to do next. Mm-hmm. Ha- it feels like you have nothing to lose you know yeah and like then, he doesn't <laughs> and that's what's crazy do anything so mm-hmm. yeah um I also saw people comparing it before I saw it to love and thunder which I feel is very disrespectful to the same movie yeah it's not and- first of all it's not the same vibe at no. all love and thunder was very weird yes we also saw that together because we were here yes um it I feel like it had a lot of potential, but it tried to do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Christian Bale was fantastic. Yes, I, I agree. It doesn't help that I don't like Jane Foster. Nothing against Natalie Portman. <laughs> I don't like Jane right. Foster specifically. I think her and Chris Hemsworth have no chemistry. None. Um, and spoiler, when she died, I was like, I don't care. Like I <laughs> And I like, and the thing is when I saw uh love and thunder i knew that plot point was going to be a thing because people had talked about it for years yeah about how they were introducing like female thor and how it was actually jane foster and and she only becomes female thor because she's sick and i was like oh okay and so i was just kind of like whatever like it wasn't very shocking to me um so yeah yeah i think i would not say it is the same it is definitely not the same no i feel like the stakes are different in this movie one because it's building into the next phase so it's like yeah. very relevant whereas christian bale's character i forget his name like now is gone mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter that much i mean i guess like you have like the greek gods and whatever who came in um but with this i think another thing in addition to that is like the believability in the chemistry between the characters and I don't even necessarily mean romantic I mean like yeah his chemistry like his parental chemistry with mm-hmm. his daughter was yeah. so good like it was so yeah. 
believable like him kind of willing to risk whatever to save her was very moving to mm-hmm. me I think I still I still wanted to be the original daughter but you know you can't have everything I don't know why they <laughs> changed her I wonder what the reasoning especially if they knew that they were gonna make her into like apparently even the girl who played the original cassie didn't know until everyone else saw it on social media like she saw it on social media just like everyone else and i was like that's trash but yeah so i don't know i don't know Hmm. i don't know if they wanted like a more well-known actress i don't know but but i agree i think there are a lot of scenes that were like that's a word like that's very moving yeah let's okay let's talk about let's get into the spoiler section mm-hmm. talk about some of the scenes so if you haven't seen it get out i don't know go, skip yeah minutes, skip to yeah whenever it is that we start talking about outer banks um that one scene where he's in like the probability whatever thing, yes that's exactly the scene i'm talking about he's like drowning in himself and then all of a sudden he start it start they start like building together mm-hmm. and king is watching from the outside and he's like how are they how are they doing this and he says something along the lines of like it's because we're we're all we all want the same thing we all want the same thing that's exactly what he said and i was, and I was like, like Woo! i was like that is good that is really that is good. so good Especially because it literally is exactly what, like, my godfather has been preaching about, like, agreement and, like, unity. Mm-hmm. Like, there's strength and power in unity. And I was like, wow, I'm about to run a lap in this movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. And it also kind of makes me think of, like, how the decisions that we make in life, whether or not they end up being a mistake or, like, the right decision, if we're constantly, our heart is, like, working toward the same thing, we're going to end up where we need to be like yeah all gonna come together um and I think the the foil to that it wasn't even necessarily King it was whatever her name is um Hope's mom what's her name Janet yes was in such disagreement with them the entire time and I just like this idea of I'm gonna hide stuff from you to protect you is very annoying to me yeah Um, I was just like all of this is your fault (laughs) like this is all your fault. Like, like, how are we in the quantum realm and you won't tell us the truth? Like, you're and you're mad at me for asking because she's like, you guys should have trusted me. And it's like, no, but you should have told me what yeah. happened. I understand that it was traumatic for you, but like, you ignoring it isn't going to make it go away. Mm-hmm. Now look because now here we are. Yeah, yeah. Because who knows if she had said something earlier, then maybe they would have approached there. Yeah maybe they wouldn't have studied the quantum realm at all i don't believe that mm-hmm. right but maybe they, they probably would have in a different way that was yeah. safer and wouldn't have let king out so yeah it just i felt like that was really psychological too mm-hmm. this idea of like what you repress is going to come out eventually yep no matter how much yeah you repress it. mm-hmm. so, it'll come back it will it will definitely come back. Speaking of coming back, is Bill Murray going to come back? Like, what was that just like a funny? Cameo? I don't know. I kind of don't want him to. <laughs> I didn't really care for him. No, his character was very annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Any other thoughts generally on Ant-Man? Before we I mean, I'm really excited about the different Kangs we're about to see. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think that's part of what makes King so interesting because there's not just one version yeah. of him. There's a bajillion of them. 
Um, and they don't. And so, agree. no, it seems like though the last the the three that were shown, they're kind of on the same page. Yeah. About like what? Them. Yeah, of the kings. <laughs> and so it's like they they are kind of like on the same page about about what needs to happen. Yeah. Um. So I think we're probably going to see more of them, like as more like movies and stuff show up. I'm um. I'm interested too to see like what did why was he exiled by those kings and if so like why like what would right it seems like he was or something like I don't know who else would have exiled him I don't know and I wonder if they're like the real ones behind the TVA um Mm. oh right because there were three three like the statues yeah but they but they don't look like them because one of them is like real that's true. They were You're right. Yeah. So I don't know. So they wouldn't obviously make them look similar to them. I'm gonna have to watch like those theory TikToks. The For sure. Ones. Yeah. I can watch. Yeah, because then and then also like how does this connect to the Kang and Loki? Like how did these right. impact? Because they seem to be like the rogue Kangs. Yeah. And then it's like, well, are these Kangs the lesser of the two evils? Or are they the worst? Of the two? Right. Well, I feel like the first king we met in Loki kind of said that. Yeah. Like he was kind of like, you think I'm bad, but like the other me's are like much worse than mm-hmm. me. Like, like you don't know like who you're actually messing with. Like I'm yeah. I'm bad, but the ones that come after me, they're they're scary. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll see what happens. And then we get like the little cameo of uh Loki and mm-hmm. Morbius. Is, is yes. that in mm-hmm. the end? Uh, and that was exciting. I was really happy to yes. see Hilton's face. I love yeah, Loki. it was great. Love that he's getting his own time to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens next. And like how all the projects come together in like a Yeah. Cover. I feel yeah. like it's like I feel like I'm like maybe Loki is gonna go basically on like an adventure through the multiverse in the next season of like trying to find all the different kings or something because they seem like they were in a whole different time period yeah so well they were going back to find the professor version of him before he before he like really started figuring out how to mess with the multiverse mm-hmm. i remember him talking about that in loki um but then like and him across all the multiverses like found that out and whatever yeah so it's very interesting um Oh my gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, I would love to sit in the writer's room and hear them like talk about all this because to me, it's so complex in terms of, I was thinking this like when all the kings appeared at the end, I was like, I would hate to write this story because it would the way it would hurt my brain to make sure that it all made sense. Right, all the timelines lined up. All the Mm -hmm. timelines lined up. Like it just feels very like if you thought the yeah. stones and the time travel was complicated it's not Mm-mm. first of all king would crush thanos like a grape so yes immediately like he wouldn't have to do the way this man just went and literally knocked people into walls <laughs> like he didn't even have to move yeah which i'm curious about too because i'm like why do you have powers like weren't you just a guy before like did you give yourself powers like what with like, just yeah, he him because he can kind of control energy. He is like telekinesis a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, where did that come from? Like, what? And do all of your variants have this? Is it just you? Like, right. 
so that'll be complex and I, there are a lot of um heroes that i really like um mm-hmm. i'm excited about the thunderbolts we were talking about how steven yoon is in yes the and i was like period great addition um and then obviously oscar isaac as moon knight simu liu as shang chi like we're getting a lot of cool yeah you know, what's gonna be happening with wanda in the next couple of seasons yeah two kind right. of right <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm a, i'm excited about this phase yeah. I know we've been in phase five for a minute, but I'm like, I feel like with Ant-Man, we're kind of starting to go towards what the whole phase is supposed to be about anyway. Yeah. This um, phase, I feel like, was more complicated, too, because it was not only starting a new story, it was wrapping up another story. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to put an, an end to, like, certain plot lines, and I feel like that takes, like, Hawkeye or Captain America, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like, Captain America, Cap, not Captain America, Sam. Um, yeah <clears throat> so it's like it was a lot of transition um yeah, yeah I, agree. Hulk, I like her a lot too i really like mm-hmm. walters shuri is black panther It'll yeah be- i'm really excited about the i guess this new set of avengers that's gonna be coming yeah. they're like a lot yeah. more powerful too mm-hmm. like, they're not you know like the avengers originally it was like brute force a lot of intelligence that yeah you, and like again brute force i guess like with Captain mm-hmm. and thor was yeah the one who had like mm-hmm. the power god-like power yeah yeah and three-fourths of them were american and so they yep. kind of had like similar mm-hmm. mentalities or even like and they were just like regular humans they were just regular humans even if you yeah. had them, like hawkeye and black widow but now it's like you have these people from all these worlds and they have powers mm-hmm. and they could like obliterate people. And I'm like, this is going to be a really interesting. Yeah, they can like manipulate matter and energy and time. And yeah. Right. So we shall see what happens. But anyway, on to the, the real team. <laughs> so, like I said, let's just start with like a really brief, spoiler free thoughts about Outer Banks season three. I personally thought it was the best season so far um yeah I would agree it felt like an action movie to me it was Mm -hmm. very very exciting but yeah curious to hear your thoughts no I would agree I think I think because I remember watching it took me a while to even start this show because I started season one and I remember being like this show is really dragging like it's very boring like what's going on like and people like no you just got to keep watching and I'm like okay and then, like, the last few episodes of season one, I was like, okay, all right, it's picking up now. And then season two, they went up a little bit more. And I was like, okay, this is definitely much more intriguing to me than the first season. I like season two way better than season one. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they're kind of keeping me engaged. And then this season, I was like, oh, we are locked in. Like, mm-hmm. very good, like you said, action. Like, yeah, it felt like, and it kind of felt like you didn't know what to expect to like, it's like you thought like, oh, Outer Banks kind of has this certain vibe, but then it like, they took it to a different kind of level. Yeah. Like, I don't think I remember seeing as many people getting shot as much as I did oh. <laughs> in the past two seasons. And so I was like, oh, like, we're really. Every time you were making any progress, someone would be like. Yeah. <laughs> with a gun. Got right. And it's so like, I was oh, like. Are there this oh. many people armed right now? Yes. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, okay. So we're really like, we're really switching it up. Like we're really, we're really doing it. So I really liked that aspect of it. And I felt like the acting was much better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there were just like even moments that were just like there weren't even words being said but I was like yeah this is good this is doing it for me yeah um yeah I love the new characters that were added like I think Cleo is a great addition amazing to the group um 10 out of 10 I think they she should be there forever and nothing should ever happen to her (laughs) so um yeah I think yeah I think everyone kind of had a little bit more character development with the exception of John B in my opinion but I think I think everyone else was kind of like they were still themselves like to their core but like I felt like they kind of changed a little bit more like they matured a little bit more yes mm-hmm. um like I think of like Pope like I think Pope mm-hmm. really matured a lot this For season sure. yeah he was able to act a little more grown this season even though there are teenagers but he was always mm-hmm. the one who was like acting like 10 years younger than everybody else and it's like this mm-hmm. is serious I really need you to get it together like yeah um mm-hmm. yeah I think the more the seasons become less focused on like just John B and his angst the more yeah. it's interesting because it's not John B is not the only buddy the only person with trauma like Sarah has been like through the ringer will try to kill her yeah and then it like what's his name JJ spent most of his life getting the hell beat out of him abused yep mm-hmm. and then Kiara's parents we'll talk about her later less I feel like less <sighs> less dramatic than the two things I just said yeah but yeah still, like highly highly problematic the only parent yeah. I really can't complain about is Pope and maybe that's why he's so innocent yeah His parents are so cute I love them yes so and they provide him with like normal healthy structure like they're not like yeah. parents that like do the most like we're gonna lock you up forever but we also don't want you just running wild and free like we're like hey like you still got a job here like you mm-hmm. still gotta come to work and work for your dad like yeah. you're still gonna do what I need you to do but like his parents like his trust him before is this the first time we see his mom I want to say yes I don't remember seeing her in the other seasons I don't remember either because I remember we were talking about like how nobody has a a mom like in this show mm-hmm. but then I was like oh I think Pope has a mom because I remember his dad being like your mom is gonna kill you and then him being like oh my parents so I'm mm-hmm. like okay I think he has them and then when she appeared me and Julie were like oh my god his mom she exists <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. I so, think, yeah, I think that partially helped, like giving the other characters more of a plot because it's mm-hmm. season one was like John B looking for his dad and his friends running after him and him barely listening to them. Yeah. Like, I'm in love with Sarah. I need to get on this plane and I need to blah, 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 blah. It was just, yeah, the John B show and nothing against Chase Stokes personally. I just, right. against John B as a character. Yes. Um, he so. just doesn't give to me. I think it's partially the way that they write him. They write him kind of kind of selfish. But yeah, I think another thing about this season that I liked was that it wasn't like there was one clear villain. It was kind of like anybody can be a villain if put under enough pressure and mm-hmm. like make the wrong choices, mm-hmm. which was cool. Because you'd be like, oh, they took care of this person. And then again, somebody else would be like, and you're like, right. oh my God, I forgot about this person. Why do you keep appearing? Right. <laughs> right i i liked that it gave a complexity it wasn't like you know iron man one where it's like the good side and the bad side and Mm -hmm. which side are you on it's like anybody can really be swayed to the bad yeah so and it kind of felt a little like national treasure to me and i love national treasure you do love national treasure (laughs) but do you have any other spoiler free things to say or do you want to just 
get ready. We can dive right into the spoilers. So if you have Let's not seen it. it again, this is your time to go. But yeah. I will say, I was telling um, Errol and Kayla that like I woke up at six ish on the day that it came out because I had to go to school. And around 6.30 a.m., I was on TikTok. The show had come out at 3 a.m. our time because we're on the Eastern Coast. And there were already TikToks with, like, the scene. It would I would be like, I've never seen this scene. This is clearly season three. And I'd have to, like, quickly scroll. I'm like, what are you guys doing with your Like, y'all don't care about your sleep? Like, I'm sure it's okay if you wait until you, like, can actually function as a person to watch. I guess, like, Like, on the West Coast, since it's midnight, it's a little better maybe but even so it's like you can really watch one episode and that's 1 a.m like yeah just go to bed it's not that deep like it's not (laughs) it's really not you'll be okay yeah I promise but all that to say like I had to watch it all by the end of the day because by the time I got back on TikTok at like 11 p.m it was like just well half of it was legit just Rafe Cameron (laughs) (laughs) and then the other half was like big spoiler scenes that people have been waiting yeah so Mm -hmm. okay I guess like first I think and you can tell me if you want to start somewhere else, but I kind of want to talk about the dads this season. They were, they had a lot of roles this season. Cause they, they were, had a good presence in this season. They were on some chaos. They were in, what did, what did JJ say? Goblin mode when he was, yes, they were in goblin it, mode with the there. exception of Pope's dad of Pope's dad, whatever his yeah. first name is, Mr. Hayward. Yep. We can talk about him first. Cause he's an <laughs> angel. A yes. Baby. Yes. He honestly, I was like, to me, I think because, like, obviously, you know, I'm Haitian, but I think being Black, like, it makes sense why his parents are the way they are. So I'm like, yeah, his dad totally makes sense when he's like, yeah, you're not about to just, like, dip. Like, yeah. you can't just, like, leave again. Like, that's just not how this works. Right. Um, But still, again, was kind of like, okay, fine. Like, you can do this as long as, like, you work for me for the next like three weeks or something, you know, like he was just like, fine. But like, yeah, his dad, like all of his interactions with his dad, I was like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. With the exception of like, I think it was last season when he like put his hands on his dad. I was like, Pope, are you insane? Right. I was like, excuse me. Right. Do you know what you are? (laughs) Like what is going on here? But, um, but yeah, like I think his dad, again great guy like just I I love the 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 him being like you can go do what you want but you're not about to use my truck like (laughs) I was like that is very black dad (laughs) like he's like you go do what you need to do but you're not about to use my truck because I need this for work I need to do this I have a job I have something that I do that's serious right you're trying to be unserious right now so go do that but you can't use this. He crashed a truck last season. He crashed somebody else's dad's I'm truck. I'm still like, does Pope not have his license? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, it was like a thing, like, he couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm confused why you're, you guys are letting him drive. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think he has like a, like a degree of like realness. Whereas I feel like on a lot of teen shows, many of the times, like, parents are just absent or don't care what mm-hmm. their kids are doing. And so, like, on some level, that's very relatable to me, too, where he's, um, like, I feel like my parents would be like, that's so funny. No. Are you <laughs> Like, I, right. <laughs> you could get killed. And I, yeah, I'm no. not the villain for trying to tell you that. But then on the mm-hmm. other hand, it seems like they have a good relationship with him where they're able to, like, extend him grace and also trust him. 
Yeah, um, I mean, they let him, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but they let him bring Cleo into their house. That's what I was going to say. They don't know her. They, and, like, <laughs> and it was like the comparison of that to Kiara's parents with Sarah, which I was yes. like, they were like, oh, we need boundaries. And I was like, she is homeless. What are you guys talking about? That is so like, heartless. Her dad is dead. She doesn't have anywhere to go. Right. Like, as far as you know, her dad is dead. Yeah. Like, she has nowhere to go. Yeah. And you so guys are like, well, we're having a family thing right now. Just put her in the in a room or something and then go or, or like be like, can you, yes, you can stay here, but can you come back? Like, I just, I don't know. That was so strange to me, especially coming from my family. Like, I can't imagine a situation in which one of my friends is like, I have nowhere to go. And my parents would be like, that's too bad. Go. Yeah. You my know? parents would never. What? Yeah. So I was like, I need you guys to stop acting this way it's not cute but yes pope's family i love their interactions with cleo as well Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the scene where she's like oh yeah we raised him really well and then his dad's like we did didn't we and there's just like i don't know she looks so well into the family and i think that that makes sense um for them and it was just like i don't know cute i really like yeah i I love that yeah. They're really great. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> we can come back to Cleo and Pope because I feel like I have a lot to say about that. But let's get on to the I dad. do too. <laughs> Which dad would you like to talk about next? Uh, I mean, I guess him. we could go, we could start with, uh, we could start with Kiara's dad, I guess. Just go from like kind of sucky to the most sucky, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I don't know his first name either. Mr. Carrera. His name is Mike, I think. Okay, yeah. So I feel like that Mike at his at his core, right? Like the reason that he is upset is valid. Like his daughter has been mm-hmm. engaged in a lot of chaotic activity, but it's so I would use the word like traitorous to me because he's this guy mm. who came from nothing and now that he has something, he like looks down yes on people that were in his position he's like yes those pogues i'm like you were a pogue yeah and also that generalizing to an entire group of people like i literally throughout the whole season was like this is so derogatory (laughs) like the way you guys are talking sounds very derogatory right now because they're poor like that's why we're upset (laughs) like what the classism classism crazy no and it's like internalized classism Mm -hmm. too because in his head he's like well I worked hard to get to where I am so therefore I have the right to look down on you which is like no yeah a lot of that was probably luck and connections some people Mm -hmm. don't have luck connections and his big issue was with this season is with JJ JJ Mm -hmm. has no parents we have no idea where his mom is his dad again used to be the life out of him for everything yeah no empathy for him at all he's like 16 years old um yeah, what were your what were your thoughts on Mike Carrera? And I guess he we was include her mom too, whose name I don't yeah, remember. yeah, I don't remember her mom. But was- her her mom, I would say, was better than last season. I think she tried this season to just be a little more lenient, I guess, with like trying to like helicopter, uh, Kiara. But I think the dad definitely had a more of a say in that relationship because like I understand like your kid keeps running away and like doing crazy stuff and to me 
I feel like that's a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. is because every time they would talk to her, it's more like, you need to stop doing this. You're ruining your life. Like, it, they, they just wouldn't be like, hey, why do you keep leaving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just want to understand, like, what is the appeal of you just like leaving and going off for like days, weeks on end without contacting us? Like, right. if you're going to go on an adventure with your friends, just keep in touch with us. Just like, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they didn't, they didn't do that. They decided that they would just assume that she was just like losing her mind and like trying to be like rebellious because of them in a way. Like, it's just like, this is not about you. And then you decide, well, the only thing we're going to have to do is lock her up against her and send her to an alternative behavioral camp. Like, yeah. This like this is the only way. This is our only option. It was not. No. It was not. You could have won. You could have just sent her for like regular regular therapy. If Which anything. you should have, because she was stranded on an island for a month and then was kidnapped by a psychopath. You should have put her in therapy. She should have absolutely been going to therapy. But no, that's not what you guys wanted to do. And the scene where they come and grab her is scary. Like yes, that's scary to me now. I can't even imagine being sixteen and like, having been kidnapped a couple of weeks prior by somebody who yes. had sons and you could have killed me. It was just so like, it was so odd. Like the man just like being like, "Hey, Kira, don't be alarmed." She was like, "Okay." Like she was just like, "I don't know who you are. Like, what are you doing at my house?" Yeah. And then for the other guy to open the door, I was like, "What?" And for her parents to stand there while she was screaming like don't let them do this to me and dragging her into the car I was like this is evil like there's no way around it this is just and I and I said that I said they would never see me again I was like after this they would never see me again no that's why I was shocked that her parents were there at the end like I was like you would never see my face again you would never hear from me I would basically be dead to you like you would never hear from me again after that are you insane yeah and even like the place that she went to and ariel and i are both like in the mental health field i was texting and i had seen it before you did and so i was texting you like there are some very questionable therapeutic practices being done and it was just like so hostile from the moment she got there the lady was like you have oppositional defiant disorder and then she like said something and she was like see that's confirmation of the diagnosis and i was like why are we i'm like first of all police first of all also did any of your writers like contact a therapist no what probably not which is probably the point these people aren't legit like if you had a degree you would assess and make sure you would assess and make sure like does this person actually have odd or like maybe diagnosis yes you have to have specific criteria for that Mm -hmm. like you can't just like give that away as a diagnosis because some kid doesn't listen to her parents right and again like, if you ask any questions you would know that she had been stranded on a desert island for a month yep. and been kidnapped by yep. a, an insane person yes and, you, and I feel like if you heard any of that you would not and then in, even before that all the stuff that they experienced in season two and season one how many times they got shot at or her watching Rafe try to kill JJ and Pope in front of her eyes like there's yeah. a lot of traumatic events 
if anything, it sounds a little more like complex trauma to me mm-hmm. than yeah. defiant disorder. It's not like it's for no reason. So it's just like that and them taking away their phones and the really strict curfews and then putting her into like basically solitary confinement. I was like, that's crazy because everybody knows that solitary confinement drives you insane. Like it's not good to be alone for long periods of time without interacting with other people what are we doing like this is not and then when they she got brought into the group the group room after like they thought that her cat died or something they all looked miserable nobody looked yes in that entire camp no so it was kind of giving that's why i was like oh they're gonna beat her up like i was like it was kind of giving like lord of the flies to me Mm -hmm. like oh they're gonna beat her up so that she's just as miserable as them because they they have to break her for her to like comply yeah so it's just like was not i'm like if anybody should be put in a place like this it is rafe like it is not yes (laughs) rafe needs to be locked up yeah forever go to prison for sure um so yeah i guess we can we can move on to one of the other parents unless you have more to say about kiara's parents yeah no i feel like lovely in direction of lisaki to mosaki i would think the reasonable but honestly they're very close to me I know that that's a bad thing to say, but... No, I, I know exactly who you're about to say next. The reasonable next one is Big John, who I mm-hmm. hate. I don't know if you saw yes. my TikTok that I posted. It was like... Yes! This is literally a crime against me. Literally, <laughs> so. why? Like, I think I just expected different and better from him this season. Like, I was like, okay, he's alive. So he's obviously going to be like, hey... This is what happened. I had to leave because of this. And I couldn't contact you because of this. And, you know, I'm basically just going to try to be your dad. That's what I thought this vibe was going to be. Like, maybe if there was an adventure, like, yeah, he'd totally, like, be there as, like, a guide for them. You know what I mean? Like, because this is what he does. No. Like, from the beginning, it was like, oh, he is not about being a dad or no, anything right about now. that treasure that's basically what he is yeah about. and there i guess the one one nice well two there are two nice moments with him the beginning and the end basically mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. where he's like ringing the bells i did think that was a very sweet thing and it also like for that to bookend like his story in this season i thought yeah was and there was like a quote that john b said in episode either one or two when he hears the bells he says something like we get we got beat up so much that we don't see the miracle right in front of us so mm-hmm. like, that's a word to me that is it is yes. and like the cinematography of the scene of him like running to his dad and his dad like ringing the bells i thought that was really beautiful like taking away everything that happens after that this idea of like do you even like when we were watching avatar yesterday like when katara tried to rile up the prisoners and they they Mm -hmm. just been so disappointed and beaten up so much that hope Mm -hmm. was painful to them yeah Um, and i was like that's that's actually really really powerful because i feel like a lot especially like as believers a lot of the time it's like god can you answer this prayer and then he answers and then we're like okay but what's wrong with this what mm-hmm. can I find in this that's wrong? So yeah. I can myself, and then we end up ruining the thing that was yes. to our prayer. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. However, Big John is un- an unhinged. Man. Like, 
Absolutely. Like everything was just kind of like, you're, you're not even stopping to think like how this is affecting your kid who has not seen you in like a year, like has not like, you're just very much like, all right, I'm back. Let's do this thing. Like we're just gonna act crazy. For disappearing while I understood, I still felt like it wasn't good enough. I feel like he could have contacted John V in some way. Even if it was, like, to get him a letter somehow that was, like, I'm alive. Like, I'll find you when it's safer. But you just mm-hmm. let this this child think that you're dead. And you know that he doesn't have a mom because his mom yep. left when he was mm-hmm. three. And you're just going to leave him to fend for himself. And then it was, like, the second that they were back together, it was all about the treasure. It wasn't Yes. Even, How are you? How have you How been? have you been? What have you gone through in the last year? How has the last you been year surviving? gone? Because you have no parents and you're a child. Like what you know? But like, yeah, the whole and even when they were trying to find El Dorado at the end and they were like climbing up that mountain, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was like, That's enough back talk from you. Like this, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And he's like, I literally thought that you were dead yeah I grieved you. Like we had a little funeral service for you. Funeral. Yeah. All you can think about is gold like it's not about me so yeah he was just honestly I really did not like him I really felt like he was like low-key a villain I think like I don't think you could argue he was like an anti-hero but I was like no (laughs) he was just like he killed two people in front of this kid with no hesitation he shot that guy in the back of the head after he was yes shot I was like that's execution style yes like what like I understand I know that they were about to kill John B but I I was talking about this with Julia I was like he could have shot them in the foot in the leg like and then tied them up like for Mm -hmm. him to yeah that scene it was really horrible like for him to yeah like you said execution style shoot that guy in the back of the head when he had already been shot like through the chest Mm -hmm. like that yeah I was like oh you're crazy that's what you're showing me you're crazy yeah and John B like has no time to process it like it just immediately gets on the boat. Like, we got to go, like... Or when he tells John B to steal from that old lady. And he's like, take yes. this gun and go rob her. Like, what? And then he's, like, upset that John B can't do it. And I'm like, what are we teaching our children? <laughs> You're upset that he has morals and he doesn't want to rob an old woman? Like, right. I don't understand what's going on. He, yeah. He was just so, like, like you said, like, unhinged, like... And then it was, like, this obsession with, like, the diary and, like, getting the diary. And then it was annoying me because I was, like, John B., this diary does not belong to anyone but Pope. The diary slash the cross and the gold in El Dorado, which belonged to the indigenous people who put it there. There was so much, like, yes, find things that don't belong to you in this season. And I was, like, this is just not, like, I was, like, you haven't said anything about, like, actually, like, we need to give this diary to Pope because this belongs to him and his family. Like you didn't say that at all, like at all. And I was like, and that's when I started being like, John B, what is, what's going on? Like, I was like, maybe it's, I guess if we look at it psychologically, it's like, it's cause it's his dad. And like, maybe he just didn't want to like disappoint him. I don't know. Or like, but I'm just like, either way, like, no, that wasn't yours to get to retrieve to have at all it was not should have never had it in the first place and then for you guys to just basically just like not care about anybody else but yourselves 
it was just giving very much, like you said, colonizer energy. Like it was just like, you just don't care about who this affects. Like even, even um, what's his name? Singh, like, Mm -hmm. like granted, sure. He was Trinidadian and like of color, but it's like, he still had that sort of like, well, this is something that I deserve to get. And I'm like, but you don't, because it's not yours. It's not, like, because, like, my family's from India. And I was like, do you know where India is in relation to where you currently are? <laughs> but I, what are we discussing right now? Yeah, but, I'm like, I get it. You grew up poor and, like, you just, you know, want to be rich. But, like, this is not yours to have. Yeah, Rafe kept saying that all, all season, too. Yeah, being like, saying like, the cross was mine. And I was like, it's not. Like, I... <laughs> It's giving very like manifest destiny kind of yeah. attitude. Um, and even like on the subject of I think of John B and Big John, you can see like the generational pattern like almost trying to repeat itself. Like even in the scene where JJ's like they locked up Kiara and John B's like, We don't have time like to wait. We don't have eight <laughs> hours. And I was like, Wait, yeah, you know what he just said? Like, you don't care about your friend? Yeah. So yeah, and I understand that he was going to try to save his dad, but I'm like Still, I need you to show some concern for other people and what's going on. And that's what it just wasn't giving this season. No. Like, you just didn't care. That's what it came off as. It's like, you were more concerned. Like, I get it. You don't want to lose your dad again. Yeah. Got you, bruh. Fine. But, like, hello. These are people that have been supporting you since day one. Risking their lives. As soon as your dad went missing, they were like, all right, we're going to help you find him. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. Like these people have had your back from the moment your dad went missing and you can't sacrifice even a little bit. Like you can't sacrifice a few hours to help your friend. No. The scene where Big John saw JJ for the first time again was very cute though. Like that little- It was. Yeah. The reunion scene was cute, but I was still like, he's trying to take stuff from Pope though. (laughs) Oh Yeah. I was like, mm, we still haven't mentioned that he's trying to get stuff that doesn't belong to him. But yeah, so in a way, I'm kind of glad he died because I didn't want him to at the beginning because I was like, this is going to be just traumatic for John B again. <laughs> so much worse. Yes. But I feel like if he hadn't, he would have just continued to be an antihero for the rest of the show because he would have continued to prioritize gold. And the way that he died, I thought was like very sweet. Like him saying like, I'll see you at home, kid. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of what we were talking about before we got on about like um funerals and like homegoing services. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really like beautiful last thing to say. Yeah. I also um, thought his nickname Bird was so cute. I was like, that's such a cute nickname for a kid. I thought the B stood for Bird for a long time and apparently it's Booker. John Booker <laughs> Rutledge. John Bird Rutledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay cute (laughs) what up john bird (laughs) yeah so i i would also like to know at some point where the heck john b's mom is because yeah i even i think i said to kayla i was like do you think they're gonna like bring her back somehow like she's just gonna gonna show up solid backstory for why she did not show up after oh big john went missing and john b was alone and being persecuted by but also leaving him as a child just yeah well just John, like john b made it seem ahead. like he it was because of his dad he was like oh you mm. did his mom like you pushed her away which i'm like sure but you never saw her again after that you the child. yeah like she never tried to contact you that's a yeah. little weird yeah 
So I was, I wondered like if they're going to bring her back, like what that would be like, or like, I don't know, they go on like an adventure or something. And like, somehow they meet this woman that he's like, you feel familiar to me. And then it's like, mom, you're my mom. I don't know. They honestly might. But again, I just hope that they don't bring her on to be a villain. Like there has to be some good backstory. Like she got yes. or something. We need some good parents in this show. (laughs) That's what we need. We need people who like have a brain and like want to be good parents. That's what we need. On the subject of that, let's talk about the best parent in the whole show, Ward. Mm, Of course. (laughs) Dad of the year. Father of the century. He was the character that every time he appeared, I was like, this freaking guy, why does he keep appearing? Why does he, when he got off the plane... And then in the jungle, I think this was after they had taken out Singh, and then he appears. And I was like, I can't keep dealing with you. Like, genuinely, I'm so tired of you. I really am. What were your thoughts about Ward Cameron this season? I mean, the fact that he survived in season two was annoying to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, this man is bleeding from the back of his head. He should have died. Yeah. Like that part of like right here is a very like sensitive part like that's mm-hmm. where your like spinal cord is like he went down he hard too i was like you should have at least either one been paralyzed yeah. from the neck down or two died like yeah. those are really the options or be like severely messed up yeah like and i'm no. just like i don't yeah that would have been fine but like yeah him surviving at the end of season two i was like okay fine and then him like coming back, I was just like, just stay in Guadalupe. What are you doing here? Like, it's and I kept saying like, yeah, of course. Yeah. He thinks he, he deserves all the things. And I'm like, sure, fine, whatever. Um, it's in your blood. It's fine. <laughs> and so like Kayla turned to me at one point was like, why do you think, like, how do you think like Ward got rich? And I was like, She's like, like, do you think, like, I know he does real estate, but like, you know, how do you, th-? and I was like, I just looked at her, I was like, he's a white man? <laughs> like, I don't. Wasn't Denmark Tanny, was that his slave or was it a slave? No, Not it was that Lembry, Lem- whatever right. her name was. Right. It was her, her family that owned Denmark Tanny. Got it. But it Because that's why she was so like... pressed about getting the cross and stuff. Because right. she was like, my ancestors who, ins-. I was like, you're saying this with your mouth, that your family enslaved this man. Right. And, and I that know. you okay. deserve his family's treasure. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, if the, if the Camerons owned slaves, especially with how much. Oh, yeah. They had. No, I would not be surprised. Land. It's giving plantation land, like, big time. So yes. it really is. I was like, you live in a big house on a bunch of land. Yes, your parents definitely own, your ancestors your, definitely yeah, owned. <laughs> like, whoa. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are parts in, like, the South where, like, slavery didn't end until, like, yeah. recently anyway. So, um, but I was like, yeah, he probably got slave money, you know? He probably got you know the real estate stuff but like yeah he does illegal and I was like and he's done illegal stuff like his whole life so that's definitely how he got rich but besides that it's like yeah he just thinks that he can own and take as much as he wants for no reason like even if you think like I'm like I don't even know if Ward has ever explained why he feels like he deserves it's just like he doesn't have to explain it he just that's what he believes and that's what he thinks yeah and it's really crazy because it's like this it's very interesting because it's like 
obviously watching as like a person of color, it's like, it's very interesting how they take it as like a, like they have this fear that it's going to be taken away from them. Mm -hmm. Like this fear of like, well, we need to protect our family and we need it. And I'm like, you have no danger. Not you, you, like we said, you live on a plantation. You are fine. No one is coming to take your house, your land. Like you've been chilling this entire time. Why do you need more? I just don't understand. Like, why is what you have not enough for you? Yeah. That's his and thing. Then, insatiable the entire Yes. Time. Yeah. And then it's also just like, and just how he like manipulates his kids into, with the exception of Wheezy, she was very irrelevant this season. She appeared once, I think, the entire season. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And so, I mean, in a way he does kind of manipulate Wheezy though, because he got Wheezy to do the voice memo yes. to get Sarah. So- Yeah, so he keeps his family, like, under his thumb because that's the only way he can keep control. Mm -hmm. He can't control anything else except, obviously, I guess, his money. But, like, his family, to him, under the thumb. Like, Mm -hmm. he has to make sure he knows what they're doing, what they're about, who they hang out with. Like, that's why Sarah being a part of, like, John being his friends was just so, like, distressing to him. He's just like, she's trying to leave and she's trying to, like, break up the family. And I'm just like, it's not that deep. It was like a reminder of the Big John situation because John B is a yeah. Big John's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was like extra triggering, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, he's just a very unlikable character. And when he died at the end, I felt sad for Sarah, but not sad for him. I, again, I was like, no. I really needed to die. I, I was gonna I was like, if he shows up in this next season again, I really don't know if I'm gonna keep watching. No, <laughs> when like... he jumped off what woman he pushed that guy off the cliff me and julia were sitting there and i was like show me the body because if i don't see the body i'm not gonna know for a fact that he's dead because that's how it works in movies and then it it was like this horrible scene of him just yeah impaled on a branch yeah i was like and i was just very i was like good (laughs) thank you for the photographic evidence because like and then i turned to kayla i think you were on facetime with her yeah you were because we watched the last few episodes together and so I like turned to Kayla and I was like, it'd be kind of crazy if he survived that though. <laughs> I was like, if we saw Wade Cameron start being like, I would have been like, he's a demon. There's mm-hmm. absolutely a demon in this man. But yeah. And even the whole like reformed born again, Christian priest cosplay he was doing. I was like, this is so dumb. I was like, no one believes this. Like you're no. trying to convince yourself. No one believes this act at all. No. It was just so weird. Him being like, bless you, baby. I was like, please stop saying Like, telling Rafe, like, the devil has you, son. I'm like, I mean, he does. But right. that's a fact. you but... shouldn't be talking. You right. shouldn't be talking. Because you're definitely possessed. Yeah. So, what? Yeah. It was so, I was so exhausted by him. Well, and then him coming back to the Outer Banks. I was just like, are you, why? So irritating. Genuinely so irritating. Let's Let's talk about Rafe. Since you just mentioned Rafe, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a natural natural transition. I yeah. felt like going into the season, I was like, I wonder if they're going to give Rafe a redemption arc. But it kind of felt like they gave him an opportunity to maybe have one at the beginning. And then Kiara betrayed him. And then, yeah. and then everything that happened with his dad. I think it really sunk into him this season that like nothing I ever do will be good it's enough for this man. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be enough. And at the end of the day, he's going to choose himself over everybody else. And or Sarah. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but he did try to kill Sarah last season. So yes, which we unfair. saw him. We saw him kind of like 
battle with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, but I know a lot of the things like that drove him were like, you know, Sarah, like yeah. Rafe was just always like, it don't matter what I do. Like, she's always going to be the favorite, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always going to do something when it comes to her. Um, so, yeah, I think I was glad they didn't try to do a redemption arc because I'm just like, I don't like that when like someone is like inherently evil. And then, like, they try to be like, oh, well, now he's going to try to be nice. And I'm like, no. I'm like, this man just killed people, tried to kill his sister. Like, you just want to brush that over because he's trying to be nice? No. Yeah. Him in episode one or two or whatever, when he was like, I'm the victim in this situation. I was like, Rafe, please, please be for real. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Be absolutely so serious right now. You're not playing this game right at this moment Mm -mm. thank you Mm -mm. um yeah so i think this was like his villain his villain setup like if you think about like the hero's journey and like mentor dies it's like the same but like the villain's journey Mm -hmm. like now i will become the villain because he did not appear in the last episode no any indication of where he was at the end of the last episode and Mm -mm. before um ward got on the plane he told john b like if anything happens to him i'm gonna kill you or I'm going to come after you. So I'm like, okay, clearly there's going to be a vendetta, even though yeah. you have no right to have a vendetta because the reason your dad was almost dead was because of you. So yeah. um, And also it's like, like you having revenge for what? Because you weren't there. Like if they're like, right. they come back, well, obviously it's been a year and a half because they flash forward. But like, you weren't there. So you can't blame anyone for how he died. Yeah. I guess you can because in your mind, it's always John B's fault. But- like you weren't there so what's this vendetta even really about right like the one thing I will say I enjoyed watching though partially mostly because I hate Ward Cameron was the scene where he like finally stood up for himself to his dad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was just like I don't know I think it's interesting because it's like Ward never thought like at some point Rafe is gonna get like bigger than me yeah stronger than me like I'm mm-hmm. going to age I can't keep him under my thumb forever yeah. and I think it was kind of like I don't want to say rewarding but it kind of was it was kind of rewarding to watch him it, be like, sh- it shook him for a second when he pinned him up against that wall he said I he don't was need like, you oh. anymore actually so this is what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and I was like I was like I love this song turn it up <laughs> again I don't I think Rafe belongs in prison but I really don't like Ward either and I, I, it was nice to see his the consequences of his actions. Basically, it's like you're treating yeah. him like he doesn't matter, mm-hmm. so you can't be upset when he turns around and treats you the same way. Um, so I thought that that was kind of yeah great. I like yeah. seen a lot. Yeah, I mean it's like yay, but then it's also like mm, this could be very bad. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, like I think next season yeah Rafe is gonna be a problem like and I'm sure there'll be other random villains like they did with this season and last season um but yeah <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a little scared <laughs> yeah but I think too crazy. it's like even though Rafe is like completely yes a complete psychopath like there are parts of him that are easily manipulated like him getting ready to kill his dad and his dad is being like go ahead kill me 
do it. It's like, even though it's like, he's trying to be like, I don't need you. His dad still knows what buttons to push. Like his dad's like, oh, he's never, he would never kill me. That's why he's just like, all right, go ahead. I'm Mm -hmm. the problem. So kill me. Do it. I'm not going to fight you on it. And he knew, or maybe part of him hoped that he wouldn't, but like a part of him felt like, yeah, he's not going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And he was right. Except Rick did shoot very close to him. So Mm -hmm. maybe it was kind of like a warning. Like I didn't shoot you this time, but I might next time. So I won't hesitate. So yeah. Yeah. But he's, I don't know. He's like a very interesting villain to me because it's so, he's just so complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I think it's very nature versus nurture because him and Sarah were raised they were treated very differently but they were raised by the same person yeah Um. so I think he does have like an inherent predisposition to like violence and craziness mm-hmm. and it was exacerbated by being treated like he was worthless yep life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just he put of- a hit out on his dad he surely did and he warned him he was like if you stay here bad things are gonna happen to you just so you know he's like, like things <laughs> do you know what kind of place you have to get to mentally to be like i'm gonna put a hit out on my dad i'm gonna pay someone to murder my dad yeah I, well i don't know what, what no I'm, i don't either but i'm like <laughs> you have to hit like a point where logic just no longer exists like you mm-hmm. are gone well, I think Rafe exists in like a primitive part. Like if you're thinking about like the ego, the id and the super ego, he is mm-hmm. 100% id. Like yes. he does not have any logic or moral compass mm-hmm. that really pokes out for him. And he's just operating on impulse. Yeah. Um. So it's like, just, I don't know. It is interesting to watch, even though have mm-hmm. been like, please stop doing that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Drew Starkey though was in his acting bag this year. For sure yeah um and we all know i love drew starkey so it's like yes you do the rafe cameron edits that come up on my page i'm like this behavior is problematic but the actor cute (laughs) yeah um i mean do you want to talk about john b and sarah and topper like we can like talk about them for like this long because it really was like to me because i and y'all can fight me if you want to in the comments. Right. It's fine. I can take it. John B. and Sarah never had chemistry to me. Hmm. I never felt like the only exception I felt it was in season one when they had like run away together and pretended to like be a couple or whatever. And they were like having the cute little montage where she was trying on outfits. That hmm. was cute. They kissed after cute. After that, I was like, okay. <laughs> I felt like, like the chemistry in the season was awkward and I wonder if it's because they broke up in real life that it had to do with it because there were some I think so like, this feels kind of weird to me you know so yeah I I I kind of agree though I don't feel like they have as much not that I feel like they have no chemistry but I feel like they don't have a lot of chemistry yeah. and I also just I think it doesn't help that I don't like John B's character like mm-hmm. I like Madeline Klein and I like Sarah a lot and mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Sarah. But yeah. Then a couple I'm kind of like, I don't really actually care. And them keep like them continuing to say we're married. I was like, please shut up. John John B being pressed about them being married since season two was the most annoying thing watching on when I watched season two. I was like, this isn't real. 
all you did was say that you guys are married and you ripped up a piece of a cloth and put it around her finger. That's not, that's not real. No. Legally, you are not married because like you said, one, there were no witnesses. There is no contract. Like. And you're underage also. So I'm like, what are we just not? It's just not. And the first thing for him to say to his dad is, I'm married. I was like, oh, please, please I literally give went- me a break. Yeah, I just, it was dumb. And like, you know, he was the only one really out of the two of them that kept saying it. Like, she never really was like openly saying it. I'm like, this feels very one-sided to me. <laughs> like, And so, yeah. And so like when they like got uh, back on like Outer Banks and stuff and like, you know, Topper showed up and all of that. Like, I was just like, I guess like, and her and Topper, you know, they were together before all of this happened. Obviously he was like really annoying when they were first together. Not gonna, you know, say he wasn't. Um, But I think like this season, he like kind of tried to be better, but then he turned out to still be a douchebag in the end. But yeah, (laughs) it's a quick downward spiral quick turnaround um which again you know probably just showed that's who he is really at the core of yeah who he is so I do and it makes they sense they had good chemistry though like I do the two of them yeah I think so um but yeah I just like I was like sure whatever and then like they kissed John and uh, not John B uh Sarah and Topper kissed mm-hmm. and I was like I mean What can I, how can I object to this? I mean, I don't really like John B like that. So yeah. I don't condone cheating. I do not. Let's just put that on the record. I do not condone cheating. Um, but I was like, hey, man, I don't care. <laughs> I was just like, sure. I was curious um, to see what happened. Like, I through chaos purposes, I was like, I wonder what would happen if they yeah. kissed. And they kissed. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how this will transpire. You yep. know? Because I was like, maybe this will lead them to break up. Like, I was like, maybe this will lead them to break up. But then, like, it didn't. So I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then there's that scene where he, like, tries to kill Topper at the party. And they, that, yeah. what annoyed me about their relationship was that it almost seemed like them going through the collective trauma of, like, losing both of their dads on the mm-hmm. same trip like they did not now they now didn't have to talk about like the problems that happened before which understandable like for that moment like they yeah were concerned about the loss of their parents but at some point you're gonna have to talk about the fact that Sarah cheated on you and also at some point you're gonna have to talk about the fact that like you were really violent yes and I'm scared now like if I saw somebody do that I'd be like how how am I gonna know that you're not gonna hit me like if you get upset yep. you mm-hmm. hit, like he wasn't even fighting back yeah tried to knock his lights out in front of the entire town yep so how are we going to guarantee that you're not going to do that to me you're not going to do that to our kids you're not going to do that to our friends like I think that would be concerning to me and they had no conversation yep about it so I don't know what do you think yeah no I I agree I think it's like it was also kind of showing like his dad's effect on him Mm -hmm. as well um Cause I'm like, I'm sure John B in the last few seasons probably would have punched Topper, but like he probably wouldn't have done 
as much like excessive hitting as he did yeah. in that scene. Um, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they fought each other all the time. It was never a thing that never happened. But I'm like, I don't remember him like really like going in on someone like that, like without like stopping or pausing to think like, maybe I should stop. Even Sarah kind of screaming at him, like didn't work. Like it was just kind of like, yeah, that's a little bit of Big John there, like showing up. Um, which makes sense because he pretty much spent the whole season with his dad anyway. So unalive two people right in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I probably would not feel safe around someone that I was dating if like, I knew that at any moment, like they could just like become that violent with someone just because someone pissed them off or said something they didn't like. Actually, I did date someone like that, low-key. Mm-hmm. Like, the first person I dated always carried a gun in his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I live in the South, so, like, right. yeah. But he always kept it, like, in the little pocket in his driver's side door. And I remember being like, why do you bring it everywhere? And he was just kind of like, you know, like, in case someone like, you know, tries it like while I'm driving essentially. And I was like, why would some, like, what do you mean? Like, because Mm -hmm. someone cuts you off, like someone like flips you off. Like, I'm just, you would point your gun at them. Right. Like, and so, and he had told me a story actually that like some guy had like cut him off. And so like, he's, so he said he went into like the other lane And the guy in the other car was, like, kind of going off at him from his car. And he said, like, he just, like, picked up his gun and, like, basically showed the guy that he had a gun in his car. And then the guy, like, sped off. And I remember sitting there, like, this isn't funny. (laughs) Like, is this supposed to be, like, a OMG, ha, ha, ha type story? Because I am not, I am not laughing. No one is ha, ha, ha no one no I was like oh so and I remember being like so that means like I could be in the car and you would just do something crazy like that yeah no that's like that's scary and it's like we already are scared as women because of what happens to us all the time yes (laughs) you're giving me more actual like tangible evidence about why to why I should be scared why should I trust you like yeah yeah so it was just that scene to me was like very sinister I think Mm -hmm. like is very malicious it wasn't even like i'm trying to protect you i'm trying to protect your honor or whatever because also she Mm -hmm. she all she did was tell him yeah she told him that she did it you know she was honest about it at least she told him and it's not like topper like pinned her down and kissed her she kissed him yeah i'm like you're gonna be mad at somebody be mad at sarah i'm not saying punch sarah don't do that no of course not (laughs) Yeah. But your anger is not even really being directed at the right place. Like, you're yeah. mad, but it's something that she chose to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I just need them to do better. If they're going to be together, which I feel like is that that's the show's endgame for them. Yeah. I just need them to stop being so annoying. I really need them to be... I need John B to mature, like, a lot. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's acting like a baby at this point, and I really... Yes. It's very annoying. So anyway, let's talk about JJ and Kiara. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, moving on. So love, highly anticipated couple. 
mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. some reasons. And I was rewatching season one, and then I rewatched a little bit of season two when I was with you because you were finishing watching it. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of like hints, even from the early on seasons. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't even necessarily think it was like always a hundred percent written. I think it was just kind of meant to be like a. Like, John B. says it, like, we all have kind of a thing for her. I think they all kind of just thought, like, Kiara was cute, you know? They yeah. Loved it. And she so, is cute. So, she I'm like, yeah, so of course. Cute. Her hairstyles this season, like... Oh, the I highlights? Was like, Amazing. I was like, I want to do that with my hair. She had, like, <laughs> a, like, a, like, a thing like this, and then, like, two mm-hmm. braids coming down. And I was like, mm-hmm. that, that would be really cute in my hair. So, <laughs> um... An icon. Yeah, taking some inspiration from her fits and looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, but I think it's like the way they delivered their lines really impacted it. It was like it felt like there was more. Like even when she kissed John B or when John B kissed her in season one, and then she was like, "Did you tell JJ?" She could have delivered that line like, "Did you tell JJ?" You know, yeah. and it would have been more of like a, "Are you gossiping?" But it was like, right, right. It was more of like a, "Did you tell JJ?" Like, mm-hmm, JJ mm-hmm, right, and, and it gave it this like tone that mm-hmm. it, I, I don't think the writers intended or even when she was right in season two and they were in the car in that whole improvised scene where jj's like is it like freaky because it's pope and she's like ew stop asking me questions <laughs> right yeah and it's just this like whole like why do you want to know like why are you mm-hmm. so concerned kind of thing yeah um so i feel like the writers really capitalized off of like the natural chemistry between the two actors Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody wanted them to be together. Yeah. Um, and it was so slow burn. Like there were episodes where they did not yes. get together. What did you what did you think of the pacing of that uh relationship? I I felt like it was good. Like I was gonna say like it was a good slow burn. They didn't give it to us like right away, which I really liked. Um because sometimes I worry when like, you know, fans like want someone to be the be together like the writers might put them together like right away yeah and then like all we see is them basically like making out with each other the entire time and I'm like I don't like I like that but like I like it to build I yeah. like there to be some good pacing to it um and so I'm glad that like we had like little moments like where it's like is this about to happen is this oh okay okay just kidding just kidding it's not happening um like when they saved Kiara in the first or second episode. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but they saved Kiara after she gets taken by a sing and like, and then like JJ just like takes his hat off, like so slow. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is so cute. And I remember telling Kayla, like, I was like, why do I have chills right now? Like, mm-hmm. they're not even doing anything. They're just looking at each other. Yeah. And then like they hug and I was like, yeah, this was a great scene. Like they didn't have to do much. And it was like, oh, this is great. This it was like really Drew good. Macari a little bit, like mm-hmm. they so much chemistry, and they barely did anything. Like, yeah, the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the slow burn makes sense for them for a couple different reasons. One, because she was just with Pope, like not very long mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, so it's and that's like their close friend. So it's like out of mm-hmm. respect, you know, for your friend, you kind of yeah, have to, you have to you have to tread lightly because you don't want her to mm-hmm. do his feelings right and then also because they're friends it's like I think it's 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 hard when you realize that someone you like you like someone who's your friend like there's this weird kind of like middle ground that you have to like tread super lightly on because it's like I can't interpret what you're doing 
as flirtatious mm-hmm. necessarily because we've always been friends like you could just be yeah really friendly with me and also if I like if I shoot my shot and then you shut me down that could impact our friendship and the whole friendship dynamic and group the like the group of the group. yeah exactly so it's like it just puts you in this weird position where you have to like slowly inch your way out mm-hmm. of friend territory yeah um, and it's awkward um and then on top of that you have Kiara's freaking dad like telling JJ basically it kind of reminds me of the notebook when her parents mm-hmm. for you he's yeah like, like he's trash yeah just like his dad mm-hmm. which is such an, a horrible thing to say um I'm glad that man did not appear because I did not need another problematic dad yeah no I'm glad he was gone as soon as he was like I'm leaving and going to this place I was like good riddance right I do not want to see your face ever again Luke Maybank no thank you um yeah so I think it was like all of that together he it got into his head like even that season where they're like he's like what are we doing here not season that scene he's like what are we doing here Mm -hmm. like in the field um yeah he's like you're like a kook and I'm a pogue and blah 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 and just yeah He does this whole like self-sabotaging thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling Kayla that she's like, is it really? I was like, yes, he's trying to make sure that like she doesn't like him and want to yeah. be with him because mm-hmm. he doesn't think he's worthy or like deserving to be with her. Yeah. So he's going to make it seem like he hates her or like, you know, try to insult her in a way to push her away from that idea. Self-sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Because obviously he likes her. Like, yeah, every single time that she was in danger he was like i'm going yep i will be finding her he was like yeah y'all can go without me i'm going like it doesn't matter like we don't he's like we don't leave unless everyone is accounted for yeah essentially basically and especially her so yeah i think and i think that was very on brand for his character too because he's dealing with a lot of insecurity still partially because Mm -hmm. of his dad and the way that he was yes and like his dad literally always told him he was a piece of crap yeah and then it's being yeah. echoed and reaffirmed by Kiara's dad so it's just yeah like this re- repeating cycle um, yeah and that's why him like taking Kiara's dad's wallet or the money clip or whatever and like doing stuff out of like the response to that is like that's a normal response when you're used to being told that you're just kind of it's like self-fulfilling prophecy it it's is. like oh well if everyone already thinks that then I might as well just prove them right yeah I very much do think it's self-sabotage. Even the scene where she's like, I love you. And he's like, great, thanks. Like, I'll see you again <laughs> if I never, if I ever see you again. And I was like, JJ, yeah. what are we doing in this house of God right now? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, why are you acting like this? It was just like his response. Me and Julie were sitting there like, I cannot believe that those are the words that just came out of his mouth. Great, but also, thanks. it was like, it was also in a way where he was just kind of like shocked, like taken yeah. aback by it. Like, he was just like, what? I mean, cool like thanks but like I have to go (laughs) like so yeah yeah I don't think it was just it basically was just like I don't have time to process this right now no but I will say the scene where she tells him that she loves him and he says I love you back I think on her part it shows a lot of maturity because Mm -hmm. him reacting that way she could have taken that so personally and been like oh my god yeah I'm one I hate him we're never gonna speak again Mm -hmm. jerk Mm -hmm. And, like, now I'm scared to to even try things with him again because he rejected me. But I think she was yeah. able to see past the situation of, like, you're reacting like this and it's not even because of what you're saying. It's because of all the situational factors. So for her to give him that chance again, especially after he, like, legit broke into the camp to come and see yes. her, mm-hmm. I thought that that was really 
I feel like that's that's what relationships are about. It's like I'm gonna try to see you for where you're at and not out of like the lens of my own insecurity. Yeah. So I thought I don't know. I kind of although I kind of wanted him to be the one to say I love you first. I thought it was nice that she was the mm-hmm. one to first again because it's like I'm I love you and I'm giving you a second chance. Yeah. So I don't know what were your what were your thoughts on that little. Reading? I think yeah, I think that moment was a very like gentle moment Mm -hmm. and I really liked that like I was telling Kayla I was like I'm glad that it wasn't this like high emotion moment like of course they're reunited but it wasn't like the music was swelling and they're just like waiting to like hug each other like it was just like came back for her got her they hugged and she you know she just said it like it was just kind of like I love you and he just gently said it back and then they kissed. And I was like, this is sweet. And I love this. Everyone's this a great song. Turn it up. Right. No, everyone cheering was literally me. <laughs> literally us. Yeah. Like cheering and then following them to make sure, like to see where they were going. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd be losing my mind if I saw something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was cute too that nobody was like running to grab like the authorities. They were just like, mm-hmm. on. and you could tell that it's like you guys being so evil has banded these girls together like, all of them <laughs> yeah. sitting up in slow motion being like yes even that one girl that was like looked like oh my god a boy yeah like, she's like a boy is here what's yeah. happening i loved that i was like yes female loyalty like, we're, not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna be narcs and then we're gonna cheer when this like nice mm-hmm. moment happens so yeah i was i thought that was like a nice moment the especially because one- they could have reacted much differently because of how JJ even just looked in there, like his face was half covered and he's yeah. like crouching like in the dark. If I woke up and saw that, I would not calmly be like, what are you doing here? I would have been like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Like, what are you doing in here? Yeah. So. So, yeah, I um the one thing. Oh, and then the scene where they got onto the airplane. I actually feel like I like that scene more than the scene where they kiss. Where they're mm-hmm. just like looking at each other and like yes. the abject joy in both of their faces. And he's like, crying. I was like, this is beautiful. Like I love it. It's that feeling of like I love someone and they love me back. Like it's so nice. And I almost lost them, but I got them back. And I almost lost them and I got them back. So I thought that was really cute. The one thing I will say I saw on the internet was about how like because it fast forwarded 18 months if they've been dating this whole time we're gonna have missed like the cute little mm-hmm. honeymoon yeah place. so they better come correct in season four is all yes. I have to say about that like I would that like is... some flashback scenes if we're gonna yep. constantly be in 18 or months. just be consistent and just show us like first scene mouths touching okay <laughs> that's all right I need some cute scenes now that we are together but yeah I thought it was I thought it was wholesome mm-hmm. okay yeah. let us end on a very positive note which is Cleo and Pope or what is it that you guys have been calling them Cleo right yeah <laughs> every time Kayla says that she really pops like the P yes Cleo. yeah yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so unexpected but cute okay I want to preface this with by saying this I Jonathan Davis who plays Pope Kayla and I've had this conversation a lot to me is a very attractive mm. and like I but as Pope in seasons one and two I've always been like this guy is such a dweeb like I yes, just very lame very energy. lame always scared like fear in inside out I think it's partially the beard 
because they don't mm. they make him shave his beard and I love beards in the show and then also like they made him like cut his hair down and this mm-hmm. means they were on an island he had to grow his hair out so that was already point one yes and point two is that he never had like a good love interest like they just put him together yeah Bailey in season two and it did not work out no it was no a chemistry. terrible idea it was like actually very brother and sister like the energy yeah them. so mm-hmm. watching them kiss was just like Ew. yeah like, i yeah. even hate that they made them like sleep together i was like yeah. no that was really dumb that should have never happened never but never happened. but this season it was just like the swag that he had because he was around mm-hmm. cleo who was gorgeous mm-hmm. stunning uh, amazing actor kayla told me that she's haitian and jamaican and i was like i love that for me cool <laughs> i love that that's really cool that makes sense as to why she was able to do like the accent so mm-hmm. well too because when i heard her yeah. speak i was like she doesn't have an accent omg like <laughs> but i just feel like they allowed him to really have a personality this season mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i'd agree i'm glad because they were just doing jd like a disservice i feel like the past two seasons yeah and he just as pope became so much more attractive because of yeah that. so i agree yeah. what do you what do you think about that I agree. I think him being around Cleo was a very good character development tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like even like I think on season two when they had like a little bit of banter going, I was like, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's right. something happening here. Um, And then like season three starting off with like, you know, them just still having like that banter, like little looks here and there I was like what's happening here like even the fact that like when the plane came like it was the two of them that went together I was like I love this this is a Mm -hmm. great song a great interlude if you will right um and like yeah just all their interact like him having her stay at his house and I was like oh so she's gonna be in your room you guys are gonna share a bathroom (laughs) I was really hoping we would get a scene where like she like goes to the bathroom and he's like coming out because he has to take a shower. You know, I would really like that for like the wad pack girly and me yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to like see that. Like she walks in and he's like walking out and he's in a towel and she's like, oop, and he's like, hmm, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I would have really loved that, but it's fine. Um, But yeah, their build was great to me. It was like, amazing. and you know, you could argue like, why would they do it in this whole, this one season? But I'm like, but how they built it was really great to yeah. me. It didn't feel too rushed, in no. my opinion. And like, even, you know, her being like, let's just be in the no club, like no love club. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I see what you're doing. Wattpad. It really is. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, no love club, like this, you know, we'll just do that. Or no love for either, either of us. And I was like, uh-huh, sure. Mm-hmm. You're, you guys are the only two members. Hmm. How interesting. Right. Hmm. So funny. How, how that happened. Right. Um. And so, yeah, when they, like, you know, finally, like, it was such a cute moment when they finally, like, kissed because she was, like, so, you know, that, like, no love club, I quit. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, period. It was and so then cute. It was so cute. And I love that she didn't, like, full on, like, try to kiss him. She just, like, kissed his cheek. And then he was, like, there yeah. we go. Segway. We literally were screaming. Screaming. I was like, because I started, like, I started falling asleep 
during that episode because yeah, it, was, it was long. It was it was long and it was getting like late. And I was like, oh, I'm getting tired. It's starting to bore me a little bit because it was when they were doing the whole El Dorado thing. El Dorado, I, was like, I don't like care. 20 minutes of that. Yeah, I was like, I don't oh, care. Yeah. And so I started falling asleep. And so then I sat up. And then that was when it happened. And I was like, wow, I am so energized right now. I have energy again. Like that just fed me. Like they were, and I was telling Kayla, I was like, you know what they're doing this season? They're breadcrumbing us. They're just dropping little specks of crumbs. And I am just collecting them into one good loaf of love. Okay. This is going to feed my soul. And they did exactly that. I like that because it's like they're, they built it up. So even just like the one kiss, like it was enough for me because I would have rather that than like what you said about JJ and Kiara than have them at the beginning of the season just like hooking mm-hmm. up. I hate that trope so much, by the way, when yeah. people are like, we're just going to be friends with benefits. I hate it. It just ruins mm-hmm. the chemistry immediately. For yeah. Me. But to watch them like be there for each other. And again, like for her to bring out like the silly in him, like that scene where he pulls out the accent. In yes, the I love that. Sweetest, cutest thing. And then her making fun of him because obviously, mm-hmm. like, yes, the show has an accent. Right. It was just like cute or like the fake fiance trope, like on the yes. team. Him being like, "What's your name, Jimmy? We're gonna name our first child after you." It was like, "Pope, please. I need you to be." I want you to reel it in, just really like a second. Like- For her calling him Pipe throughout the season yes that's what he introduced and then the one time I can't remember what scene it was I think it was after he had her be in her room in his room like he Mm -hmm. showed her the room and then she said like it was after he left and she was like thank you Pope and I was like and I turned to Kayla I was like that's the first time she said his name like his actual name and I was like (laughs) right it was great I loved every like every scene that they had together I was like oh my god what's about to happen like no. they were the couple for me like I love Kiara and JJ just like everyone else but they it was feeding me because it was like it was just came out of nowhere and it was like this this uh, there's a song I really like by sleeping at last and Rita Wilson and the chorus is like out of thin air everything I've been looking for is all right here and that's how I felt about the season it's like he was mm-hmm. at the beginning he was upset about like Kiara and like Kiara and yeah. JJ but then it's like just turn around Look at She's this right cute girl next to you that is killing. Like, and they have so much in common. Like in comparison to him and Kiara in season two, there's like a scene where she's like, Pope, like you're not listening to me. But then in this season, when he rightfully so loses his mind after trying mm-hmm. to break burn down the cross and like takes yeah. a gun and like has it pointed at Rafe and like she comes and she just very gently like consoles mm-hmm. him. I was like, this is really beautiful. Like they have yeah. such good, not just like romantic chemistry sexual tension but they're able to like be there for each other in these mm-hmm. really hard moments and I'm so glad they didn't have them kiss in that scene because it would have been really annoying yeah because um, he was in a very vulnerable state mm-hmm. like I like that she was able to really think about it and be like no actually like I like you and I'm gonna do something about that the women in this season ah uh, carried bold carried amazing, incredible love 10 out of 10 yes the men in the season lots of them are making very questionable decisions um yeah so I just thought yeah I thought they were like a really they're like that couple that's like really wholesome and sweet Mm -hmm. and it's and they were holding hands at the end I don't know if you Mm -hmm. peeped I did but like they like panned you know across and they had hands clasped okay I was like period we love to see it 
Yeah. I hope they get married. (laughs) Right. For real. Not on the scene with a little. No, 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 no. I was like, I want a, I want a cute little ceremony. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the couples this season really showed up. um, John B and Sarah, like that's partially why when love triangle stuff was happening, I was like, I really don't care. I want to know what's happening. No, literally me and Kayla were talking about this in the car yesterday, which we, we told you like the analogy. She was like, JJ and Kiara were already the cake. You know, like they were the cake that we were like, wow, they're so cute. We love to see it. And then Cleo and Pope were just like the icing on top. Like it was like, this cake didn't really need icing, but this icing Mm-hmm. is giving like it's just adding a little bit more flavor yeah. you know and then I was like Sarah and John B were like the birthday candles you take off the cake after you blow them out you're kind of like yeah okay we don't really, the cake yeah we don't really need this the anymore they're now. just yeah just they're yeah. on the side you know that's how I felt about the couples and, Topper and I feel like that analogy on the cake <laughs> <laughs> Topper's the kid that tried to blow the candles out before the kid whose actual birthday it is mm-hmm. tried to blow the candles out. Mm-hmm. That's who Topper was. But yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. If you could like put all the couples in an analogy, that's how I felt about this season. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. So I really like, I loved that for him. And I just hope that they get more of a plot. And, and I hope that they keep Cleo forever, like you said at the mm-hmm. beginning of this. I think she's a great addition. And it just, I love like the found family of it all mm-hmm. especially because mm-hmm. half of them have like no parents now yeah um, that's they true really need each other yeah so. and i think now that it's fast forwarded 18 months i think now they're like legal adults which will be great because then yes yeah no child protective services will be coming after <laughs> lord like all these adults trying to kill these kids like it'll probably happen but yeah for sure i mean they're still like very young so yeah of course it'll still happen but like yeah let's like calm down for but, like please five seconds please yeah um so yeah so the El Dorado plotline itself I was kind of like I was like oh so y'all are saying El Dorado is real cool like I don't I really don't care because again none of this belongs to you so yes that last scene not last scene but the last couple of scenes too where they were like hunting for it and they're out in the jungle I was like this is too long like yeah this is going on for too long and I don't yeah I really actually don't care I have no stake in this like if you find mm-hmm. it or if you don't find it I actually don't care I just want to know mm-hmm. if everybody else is going to survive and be together so. yeah but yeah so overall I though I think it was a good season and they have really good content to capitalize upon in the mm-hmm. future um and I just hope that they do that and don't do anything crazy like kill off a character I like um yeah I really no they can't I really don't want them to no (laughs) I don't even want to think about it Mm -mm. Mm -mm. so we will see we'll see what happens and they already got renewed for season four before season three even yeah yeah I did see that yeah I wonder if like season four will be kind of like them just going on different adventures if that makes sense if there's gonna be like one main one I know the blackbeard thing is like what they kind of like, you know, hinted at. But I was like, what if that's just kind of like a thing that they're used to doing? Like in the last year and a half, maybe a bunch of people have just been like, I need you to look into this treasure for me. And they're like, cool, sure. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder if that was just kind of like, oh, this is the adventure we're going on next season. Or it's just kind of like, this is kind of like what season four is going to be like. Like I have an offer and I need you to do this for me. Yeah. Because that guy was just kind of like, hey, I have this offer I'd like to give you. And they're like, sure. 
Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I I like it. I still want Pope to get redemption for his family though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I like it being kind of national treasury. I just hope it doesn't become like super gimmicky, you know, kind of like Riverdale, like what Kayla was saying when we were watching Mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah i hope it doesn't become like that like a I don't yeah know, weird magically kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. i want them to keep it realistic as realistic I agree. As and yes i agree that pope absolutely deserves reparations for what was taken from him yes um so we'll see what happens with that because rafe still has his gold like the gold that was mm-hmm. rafe and barry both still have his gold barry i think is trying is like pretty much dipped after that last episode because Rafe was like he's like I want to call off the hit and he was like oh it's too late like mm-hmm. it's already gonna happen and then it was like as soon as Rafe was leaving us like Barry like ran into his like trailer so I was like that man probably is out of here yeah yeah so overall should I would say watch it it's a good season I mean if you have listened to us this far you know everything that happens but I mean, yeah. I'll probably rewatch it because there were a lot of good scenes. I'll probably skip mm-hmm. every single Big John scene. <laughs> yes. Um, just the scenes I like. But do mm-hmm. you have anything else that you wanted to say before we wrap it up for today? I would just say I give it an 8 out of 10. Hmm. I feel like I agree with that. Yeah. Because if there were a lot of like slow moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could have shown more of like the couples that we cared about. Not even necessarily in couple form. Just like. Yeah. Just interactions. Mm-hmm. John B- Big John got too much screen time for me. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree on that one. Yeah. We didn't need as much as we got from him. No. He really didn't. Well, that's it from us for now. Thank you for listening. Um, and let us know what you guys' thoughts are. And we'll see you next time on Animal Bye. Bye.